You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. Be ready. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast, episode 101. If you guys are tuning in to us Woo! on the go, you can listen to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. As anywhere? always, as, as always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, <laughs> and with me is Frickin' Frack themselves. First up, we have Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? Okay, and Rob. First? Wait, 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 wait. Why is it's he always Frick. first? It's Frick. You, you it's said Mr. Frickin' Frack. Mr. Frick to you. <laughs> Mr. Frick. I'm Mr. Doing, Frick's my dad. I'm doing quite well. How are you, sir? Miserable. Okay. All right. Good to know. Uh, and Frack, how are you today? I am joyous and excited to be here. All right, Rob. Is, is that's his actual name? I don't want anybody to get confused. Rob Frack. Rob Frack. <laughs> Mr. Frack and Rob. I I identify as one Didn't Frack. Called that before. <laughs> and on this family 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 podcast, it's already going off the rails. But uh, we are super excited to be here. We also want to thank everybody who tuned in for our hundredth episode. We our, love you. Our hundredth episode. Woo! Our hundredth. Rob's also going through puberty apparently over there. <laughs> I can't, can't hit the high notes anymore. Uh, not since my youth. Woo! Why did Rob have to go to the emergency room? <laughs> Strained vocal cords. <laughs> he pulled out a throat muscle. <laughs> oh, And we're talking about Robin tonight. Yay. Yeah. So, uh, yes, we are here because uh, we have not done a character study in quite some time. So we, we kind of racked our brains for... Four minutes on text message. <laughs> and uh, I might add, this was also a listener-requested one, too. By who? I have someone who actually did request it. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I totally checked the social media and all that stuff. But um, This was an in-person request. Oh. Yes. So, so hopefully she will be listening. I hope so, because uh, I am a huge fan of Robin. I was like, because I was the target demographic. Not the bird. Not the bird. Oh. I mean, the bird's pretty cool, well, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Birds, birds are just cool in general. Sign yeah. of spring. Oh, man. Yeah. Not, and just, you know, a majestic animal. Quite a majestic <laughs> animal. But um, I was always a big fan growing up of Robin because he, he he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He's supposed to make you want to be in the Batman world, but also not be Batman. Yeah. So adults want to be Batman. Kids usually want it to be Robin. Um, yes. If your kid wants to be Batman, be very careful because if it's your kid... To become Batman, you need to have no parents. It's funny. Yes. You actually just reminded me that well, when we were little, I, I was, I think it was, I was about eight and I, for that Halloween, I was Batman and my brother who was four was Robin. Love it. Ah, there you go. I love it. And, I, and, and I might, I might add that they were homemade Marina costumes. Oh, wow. Ooh. Yes. Marina made them for us. Oh, very cool. That. But uh, for me, I always loved Robin. I was, I was a big fan of the character and also Robin's a character that unlike a lot of other superheroes, grew up and changed and evolved over time. And there's been several different ones. We've had Robins that turn into other characters and just mm -hmm. very interesting. We've had Robins that have been res resurrected. Yes. Yep. yes. Robins killed by popular vote. No. Yeah. <laughs> by a phone call. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll get to that. But uh, so we're really excited to kind of dive into to the lore, the mythology, the different iterations, uh, the different... Uh, characters who have been Robin and why Robin is such an important part of the Batman mythos and um, how it still has lasting impact even though the name Dick Grayson does not. Yes. Yeah. Even though it's, I, th I would argue that Dick Grayson's an it's it's up there with Peter Parker, you know, Bruce oh, Wayne, yeah. like an iconic name that people know because I've never actually met somebody who, uh, Richard, that goes by Dick anymore. It's a very old timey. Uh, what'd yeah. you call me? 
your name's not even Richard, oh. so I, I would like to start there. But um, did you they, just call him Bob? I do like how in the Bat- Lego Batman movie they do make fun of it. Yeah, my name's Richard, but they call me Dick. Well, kids can be cruel. Kids can be cruel. <laughs> but um, before we do that, we are going to jump into some news, and uh, we're going to turn it over to Rob because. He likes some sort of organization in the podcast. I guess so. Yeah. All right. First up on the news, we had this week the Eternals final trailer. Well, what they're calling the final trailer. It's the second trailer that they've released. So that indicates that they're not going to be releasing anything significant. But it did release uh, a little bit of the plot. Apparently, there is some sort of, what do they call it that happens? The engagement or the the... I forget what they call it. I forget it. what it's called, too. Something um, like that. And, yeah. and it's happening in seven days. It hints at possibly Galactus. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but there's something happening where someone is coming to judge the planet uh, because of the resurgence of all the people who came back after the snap. Um, and the Eternals are there to sort of defend against the variants. Deviants. Not variants. Deviants. Um, and they've been fighting the deviants for thousands of years. Yeah. Um, I will say it very much looks like a Chloe Zhao movie. Um, as someone who's watched Nomadland, The Rider, and even songs my brother's taught me, I guess, yeah, I'm looking at her IMDb. That is the entire uh, list of movies she's done. <laughs> um, as someone who's seen those three movies, it very much looks like a Chloe Zhao movie, which I'm very excited mm-hmm. about. Um, she is someone who is able to... Uh, help an audience care about individuals that have mostly been forgotten about in society. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, what do you guys think of the No Man of No Man Land? Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> of the Eternals trailer. Uh, didn't blow me away. Yeah, okay. it was uh, uh, all, like off air. It looks like a lot of CGI. Okay, um, which which could be great, but it can also be like a crutch you know kind well of and what's so. interesting is chloe Zhao in her three movies uses zero cgi yeah like she is someone who actually shoots with a lot of natural light mm-hmm. um so that'll be an interesting kind of comparison yeah and, kind of see how she yeah. does with it and everything exactly um, i don't know it didn't like sway me one way or another we're gonna go uh, see it regardless. yeah exactly <laughs> you know um so it'll be interesting to see where it goes and everything uh, I, I'm just, you know, like I watched the trailer and they, they make it a point to be like, well, where were you guys during Thanos? Yeah, they, they and drew that out. And everything else. Because um, that was one of the big questions. The is biggest question. Where, why didn't they stop Thanos? Yeah. Um, it, it's a very ballsy move to be introducing a team of characters that they're they're already implying are way powerful. Like like almost yeah. God-level powerful. And uh, we, we have had some very powerful characters in the Avengers universe, or, or excuse me, in the MCU. You know, Thor, Captain Marvel. Like, you have those god-tier kind of characters. But um, to have a whole team of them that have been on Earth just kind of like, oh, man. Like, were any of them affected by the blip? Did any of them, you know, fade yeah. out of existence? What What is their what is their role going to be? It's very interesting to introduce a, a space, like a, like a cosmic-level team that's just been mm-hmm. hanging out on Earth. That'd be like if Star Lord was like, "Oh, I was here the whole time." Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm again, we're gonna go see it. We'll be in the theater watching. Did you get it. any Superman vibes from it? Oh God, it was all painful. of them. It was, it was painful. <laughs> yeah, especially Rob Stark with his uh, um, laser, laser, the laser eyes, eyes yeah. yeah, and the fact that he's I flying and super strength. Stark, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what it is. There are a lot of I don't want to say ripoffs of Superman, but it's just it's a very standard power typing mm-hmm. yeah. you know the, the flying the super strength like we you see it in shows like invincible right. or the boys you know this superman himself is a superhero archetype like that kind of character so i'm sure like character wise he's gonna be very different but power set wise he looks 
in the same the vein. Same, yeah. Uh, let me ask you this question, since this is something that you're always complaining about with Marvel movies. Does it look like other Marvel movies? Um, until they started quipping at the end, it, it had its own. <laughs> and that, that's, yeah. not, that's not a slight against Marvel. No. But um, it, it definitely it has the flavor of a Marvel movie. But I'm hoping it is a little bit different. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 has the flavor of a Marvel movie, but it's also not a standard Marvel movie. Yeah. It's got a little bit more of that scale. Um, if they're able to do characters like Galactus and do them justice and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see Celestials in action. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm again, I'm, I'm excited for another Marvel movie, especially one to have some stakes because unfortunately, like we made it no secret that you know Black Widow did not blow no. us away. No. So I, I'm excited to kind of get back to it with uh, Shang Chi and then this. Fun yes. fact. Um, the idea that where you use a quip or a humor to break up a dramatic moment, it's called bathos. Huh. Mm. It's called not a, not a DC movie. It's called Marvel. Not a DC <laughs> it's movie. It's called not a DC movie. All right. So continuing on. In, in a related news, uh, which is sort of a non-news, we have no Spider-Man preview. <laughs> it's getting they're, they're, All right, Kevin, I have, Feige, Kevin I, Feige has said that there will be a trailer at some point but he's waiting he, as as long as he yeah, can yeah he said don't worry the trailer will come out before the movie does <laughs> the day before probably I have a theory actually that I came up with this the other another night another one um, we are in the middle of Shang-Chi and the Eternals coming out and to ha- and so the market is fairly saturated as long even with what if is, uh, episodes coming on and I think to introduce a Spider-Man trailer might just be I think Kevin Feige is probably thinking about it it's just too much. Yeah. But see and, that's and also that makes sense. So I I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see a Spider-Man trailer until mid-September now. I don't even mm-hmm. think it's up to Kevin Feige though. It, that's a Sony call. Sony technically owns all that stuff and do all like they just kind of lease yeah, it. Yeah, I, I wonder yeah. if Sony has the rights to when they release a trailer. They have it's their studio. It's yeah. their their property technically. Um, same with Venom. Like they you know Venom got pushed back what two weeks now again. Yeah, but yeah. we've still been getting trailers and stuff for that. So it, it that's I think there's something that's going to happen. Unfortunately, like I don't get it because we had trailers for Infinity War and Endgame. And we still had no clue what was going on right. going yeah. into those movies. Yeah. So I, I think it's a it's a very unique strategy that they're trying which I, I have to be honest i would rather them err on the side of less knowing less, less about what's going on than too much as to what's going on before i go yeah. into a movie like with endgame i yeah we knew nothing yeah we i mean we didn't see what thor looked like we didn't see anything yeah. and uh we it was Thanos a sh- was still alive. yeah <laughs> it was like a shock when yeah being in that theater Sa- same with the suicide squad you didn't you didn't know what was happening in Suicide Squad or either. Free guy, you know, free guy. That was another one, you know, because mm. um, again, you don't want anything to be spoiled for you. Yeah, you know, I, that's the worst. It's like you see a trailer and it's like, oh, but I wanted to be surprised by that in the movie. The worst is when you see a trailer and then you're watching the movie waiting for those moments. And yes. Well, Marvel puts fake scenes in their trailers. Yeah, thank oh. goodness. Like the uh, Spider-Man Iron Man scene. Yep. 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 There was a uh, uh, in uh, Avengers Endgame. They put a scene with the Hulk running towards the action, yeah. and he's not in there. Uh, also in movie news, uh, James Gunn was speaking this week, and he announced that uh, Starro was not always the intended. Uh, big bad for the third act. It was going to be Superman. Superman. Yep. Uh, we were going to see I, an evil Superman fighting them. Yeah, but you know what? He's he's also done a lot of interviews after. So, Suicide Squad's a very unique case. Or excuse me, the, the Suicide, Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, it's a very unique case in that 
box office wise, it's not. It's doing horrendously. Yeah. It, yes, but, but theater no, box office wise, yeah. yes. But in terms of HBO Max, HBO Max, it's not, you know, they won't right now. Anything. Right now, it's at second place okay. for an R-rated movie this year. Mm. Um, it's it's going to be because uh, you know we're going to talk about it in a second. But they just announced literally today that they're going to do a Black Canary solo film right. for HBO Max, starring Journey Smollett. But James James Gunn has gone on interview like when he was talking about doing like a Suicide Squad versus Justice League movie, which I I would love to see yeah. him too. But he's like, they haven't told me anything, and people are asking if Henry Cavill's still Superman. He's like, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. unfortunately, the the DC universe is so in flux at this point. Um, I I really I wouldn't be totally okay if they decided to just devote like. All the Snyder verse stuff is HBO Max. Here's your here's your right. your Zack yeah. Snyder universe. It's still there, you know. So that way, it, it would be a smart marketing move. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then do like their solo stuff. Basically, yeah. putting an like R rated verse and a Berlanti verse, like yeah. an R rated Arrowverse, basically yeah. Yeah. On, on HBO Max. I, I right. it would be smart for them to do. It I looks agree. like they might be going that way because yeah. it yeah. seems like all the upcoming projects are in the DCEU. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. All right. Well, uh, James. Yeah, James. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying. I'm just hoping that, despite box office numbers, that WB is still like we're gonna let our directors decide everything yeah. because this worked out very well for us, yeah. at least you know, reception wise, critically, and by audiences. Again, maybe not by theater box office, but we don't know HBO well, numbers. And that's the know. funny thing because. Of- when it comes to Suicide Squad, that movie had a huge opening weekend. I think it was like 133 million opening weekend. Yeah. Um, and, and racked up huge numbers, but is universally loathed yes. nowadays. Whereas this is one, you know, and if you what? think about those movies that. Um, why? Rodney loves that movie. Rodney okay, does. I, I enjoy, no, no, I enjoy the movie, but I, I was say, I was agreeing to the loathing right. because I know I'm like in the minority yeah. with I enjoy the movie. I Again, is it for like the millionth a, uh, time, a guilty pleasure for you? Kind of, yeah. Okay. I'm like, I, you know, I understand it's like a negative eight on some people's score, and, right? You know, but I do enjoy. I could watch it, but I'm not going to sit there okay. and think this is amazing. Yeah, I, so I'm, what I'm hoping for is that with the Suicide Squad, that although the box office numbers aren't big, that it is a universally loved film yes. and will play for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, you know, has a lot of repeat viewing. Strong correction course for WBDC. Similar in the movie news, we have first reactions for Shang-Chi are in. Um, it is universally positive. Now, I went back here just because everyone's like oh yeah I'm sure it's everyone's saying great things because the plant same with with Black Widow now here's what I did speaking of Black Widow I went back to the Black Widow um, uh, first reactions and I looked for those who had negative Black Widow reactions Mm -hmm. and I wanted to see what they said about Shang-Chi and actually, they were saying really positive things about Shang Chi, <laughs> so I, I've got hope for it. I, yeah. I think it'll be good. I don't believe in in we we've had this discussion trillions of times now at this point. It's it's so easy. I can make an account on IMDb right now, mm-hmm. go on there and give a movie like The Suicide Squad mm-hmm. a one, and that will affect its general standings. Hell, if we wanted to do like solid movie reviews, we could do solid like put articles out yeah. about movie reviews like we we do it it's it's very easy to review bomb like 
unfortunately, that that is a result of toxic fandoms. We've seen it a mm-hmm. lot of um, mm-hmm. when the Snyderverse uh, movement was was big. They tried to review bomb other films, and Marvel's been accused, and Disney's been mm-hmm. accused of review bombing other films. So it's it's unfortunately it's a very flawed system now that everyone can do it. It's kind of like having a po- <laughs> it's like having a podcast. Anybody can do a podcast, you know. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> come on, I think we're evidence of that. <laughs> oh, I have a great meme that I'm going to post just for Ronnie uh, about <laughs> podcasting. I keep forgetting though. But like for me, reviews and even early reactions, I I follow a lot of different people, and I I follow like the ones that I like. I'll yeah. I'll usually take a little bit more, but um, I. I it's so hard going into a movie with that in the back of your mind. I really mm-hmm. wish that they would really like let out release or uh, reviews after the movie's been released for at least right. a day or two. But now you now you get a review sometimes like a week or two in advance, and it's like yeah. oh see I I don't think I've ever read a review before a movie, mm-hmm. even really probably after a movie. I don't think I've really read a review because I'm like you know what everyone has their own taste, you know like I you know like I like you know this but rob might like this instead you know you might like this instead you know mm-hmm. you might not like what i like so well you know what i don't care what people think at, at least for yeah. yeah at least we're all of the opinion that what if is okay speaking of what if and we are now in television news what if and it's not a big news but this week what if the second episode came out and it starred chadwick boseman yes um it was a very sweet wonderful episode Love about to how him, yeah. it w- really was mm-hmm. it was all about how if um black panther uh was picked up off the earth instead of uh, uh chris pratt's character peter, peter yeah. quill how it would have changed everything and it really showed how black panther just spread love and joy <laughs> and peace and happiness throughout yeah. the entire universe like thanos changed his mind because of him yeah. in terms of eliminating everyone um it's a love it really is a love letter for chadwick boseman it is also rumored that chadwick boseman will pop up in four more what if episodes mm-hmm. he did playing a bunch. different yeah. versions of him so this is not the last we've heard of chadwick boseman we have a couple more yeah the, the first episode of what if did not blow me away no. um i i do think Peggy Carter did deserve her her time to shine, and she's a very underrated character. You and know, I, and I want to make a pitch too. If you haven't watched it, Agent Carter. It's it's very um, good. It's I, a great. Yeah. It went two seasons. It's a fun. Ep- it's a fun series. Um, but like, it didn't have the same kind of repercussions that the second episode would have. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, the second episode almost erased half the Marvel continuity. Like, because the entire thing with the Infinity Saga, it was all about yeah. getting get the Infinity Stones. Um, I was kind of disappointed that they made no reference to Gamora. She mm. was. She was oh, right. Yeah. Also, it was very weird hearing uh, Nebula call him Cha Cha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That 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 one. Hey Cha Cha. Hey Cha Cha. Cha Cha. But but it was so sweet. It was. Did they it was do on the Cha Cha slide. They did not do the Cha Cha <laughs> slide. And then finally, also, and this is my last bit of news, television news wise, She Hulk wrapped filming. Now. I know what you're thinking, but She-Hulk, I've been reading, is being pitched as a comedy. <laughs> I don't know if you've a heard Marvel this. A Marvel comedy? I don't know. What, what is, no. Isn't Ant-Man really the only other Marvel comedy? And that's that's even like Guardians of the Galaxy. I will, I will dare you to take a drink for every quip 
in an Iron Man movie <laughs> and let me know if you're even coherent okay. enough to do a podcast But this afterwards. one they're pitching as a comedy. Like, there's a difference between being a comedy and having comic elements to it. Yeah. Again, that bathos. But the, the, I've been reading that She-Hulk is a comedy, a, a, a lawyerly comedy. I think... You know, Marvel, everything they do, with the exception of the uh, the Defenders Netflix universe, was action comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until Avengers... like They definitely had their dramatic moments, but for the most part, they were action movies with comedic and dramatic elements. I, I will not say that right. any Marvel property was necessarily a comedic one, No, but um, yeah, with the exception of Deadpool now. But now, even that's yeah. got the heart to it. I can't confirm this, but this is just what I'm seeing on IMDb. They are listing Mark Ruffalo as being part of the show. I don't trust IMDb with and that stuff. And Tim they, Roth. They've been wrong a lot. But I am trusting this one. Uh, Jamila Jamil uh, is on there. If you don't know her, you might know her from The Good Place, um, who was very, very funny from that mm-hmm. from that series. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it could be a nice change of pace for yeah. Marvel, and, You know, considering that all three shows have been very... There hasn't been a lot of comedy in those shows, um, in the television shows. WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter I think Soldier. Loki, if no. any of them, Loki, Loki. Loki might Loki have had the most moments. funny moments. Yeah. Yeah, I think because of their sort of like uh, office space-like yeah. environment. But then yeah. you also have the buddy cop uh, style oh, of, of, of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, that's... Like, the yeah. two of the, like I read The Hobbit when it first came out, son. Wizards, <laughs> hats. Like, they have, they have their moments. Um, yeah. I, I think they did a, a very good job of balancing. That's wrapped, and as as that has wrapped, there's not much news in this. But um, uh, I, I, Oscar Isaac, uh, Moon Knight, th- there it is. Moon Knight is still shooting. There's some videos coming out, and also um, some Apparently images his, and his videos of his leaked. costume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, They'll and, release and an official. We're excited about that one, especially because Ethan Hawke is in that one too. Who's I, just a I did not look powerhouse at powerhouse of a, an actor. Uh, Moon Knight's one of those characters that I don't know too much I about. Either, I know no. yeah, I know no. enough about. It. I have a passing knowledge. Um, I know that he gets his powers from the Egyptian gods. He's got multiple mm-hmm. personalities. They call him uh, Marvel's Batman. Yes, that I do know. So I, I'm excited. I've read some Moon Knight, but it didn't reveal too much for me other than mm-hmm. just sort of that Batman, Bruce Wayne-esque kind yeah. of. Yeah. But, All right, and that wraps up news. All right, so uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are jumping right into Robin, Robin. the boy wonder himself. But first, a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. All right, we are back, and we are here to talk about Robin the Boy Wonder. Ronnie, initial thoughts. Ronnie, initial thoughts on Robin. You know, uh, you know, not not the bird, not the bird. Okay, uh, yeah, that's what I originally I was gonna go. Well, I know they can fly pretty fast, like seventeen miles per hour. Um, (laughs) That's oddly specific, right? (laughs) He's a numbers guy. Someone Google me. Tell me if I'm right. No. As they all reach for their electronics. Everybody did. <laughs> How fast? Go ahead. Keep talking. Uh, but no. 20 to 36 miles per hour. You were uh, so not right. Uh, 
Well, because I wanted to be exact. So I was going to say like 20 miles per hour. Let's like, talk that's about... That's a fat bird. Let's yeah, talk right? about sidekicks. Oh, uh, okay. Um, They're better than front kicks, but not as good as back kicks. <laughs> Amen to that. Dude, Martial arts. Is, this yes. is recording, right? But I do oh, yeah. like roundhouse kicks. Uh, so, no. The, the OG sidekick. The yes. thing that started it all. Um, you know, if, the hard part is, what is a sidekick? Like, like we got Robin, but... Name another psychic. It's hard to name another psychic. Yeah, he's probably like the quintessential psychic. Exactly. You have a partner. I, you know, I was, I was really ready to start listing sidekicks. <laughs> Were you? You want to list Go them for, for us? Yeah, let's, Kid, let's hear some of these sidekicks. Uh, Kid Flash, Aqualad, mm-hmm. Wonder so, Girl. So far, none of these are like... Kid as... Flash is the only one that's like sticking. Well, Aqualad, Kid, Kid I Flash remember. has become like the, way more popular yeah. in more recent years. But only because of the CW's Flash. The CW and also and Young Aqu- Justice. I was like, like Aqualad from Young Justice. Aqualad has grown and evolved as a character. Um, Donna Troy is, is growing a little bit in popularity. Wonder Girl, for those of you guys who don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Marvel side, they did more of like... now. It's a lot more of the new Young Avengers that they've been working on. Yeah. Like Even in the more... like Kate Bishop is technically a sidekick. Um... You also have characters like yeah, um, Pie Face. Yeah, Pie Face. <laughs> that um, is a Green Lantern sidekick. Puck, uh, Bucky Barnes is te- was technically a sidekick when he mm-hmm. first got introduced. So sidekicks were definitely a DC kind of yes, thing. They, um, yeah, Stanley was was very adamant that uh, child sidekicks were a crutch and were something that he didn't enjoy. So DC was the one that kind of spearheaded that. Uh, Roy Harper, we were big fans of Roy yeah, Harper on, right. on yep. Arrow. So, yeah. um, and now, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about Titans today, which was basically a team which, of sidekicks. Yeah. I, th- I think no sidekick is more popular than Robin. Oh, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Robin again, is it, the sidekick. Batman and Robin. Again, yes. I guarantee you, Paul had to look up all the sidekicks in order to name them. No, no, that was, that was top no, of that my was off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I top of my see head. It. But uh, even characters like like Superboy and Supergirl were never considered Superman's sidekicks. No. no. Batman and Robin, it is it's a common use term. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm Batman and Ronnie's my Robin yeah. and well Rob, He's you're not. Alfred. We all know. <laughs> I'm working on that. Did you I just found out that Alfred's dead in the comics. I did not really? know. They actually killed they recently killed Alfred in the yeah. comics. Old so age. I'm sure they'll bring him back. Bane broke his there. neck. Oh. Yeah. Sad. They'll bring him back in the Lazarus Pit or oh, something. Of course they <laughs> will. They'll figure something out. <laughs> he becomes a new Batman. But um Rob, <laughs> thoughts sort of on time timey wimey shenanigans. Something like that. <laughs> uh Rob, thoughts on Robin or sidekicks in general? Sidekicks seem to play a few different roles. Uh, I've noticed that sidekicks are they soften why did I soften. emphasize the T in that? <laughs> they soften the, the one letter that's main... silent. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they soften the main character, whereas Batman can be very gruff, uh very dark. Um, Robin is sort of like, and even just looking at his costume, he's he's the much lighter one. He's lighthearted. He's he's more innocent. He's he's a sweeter person. Um, sidekicks sometimes help to bring in uh, the younger generations. Yeah. Uh, where you've got, you know, you want little kids to look at these sidekicks and, and want to be them, mm-hmm. and because they're more kid friendly. Um, I side- was Robin for Halloween once. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, sidekicks oftentimes bring out you know characteristics in the main character that isn't often usually. seen scene because mm-hmm. they're alone um you know and it, it's when you have a main character uh actually i was reading about this one of the main reasons why they brought about robin was because batman was consistently talking to himself in the comics yeah and they needed him to talk about his detective stuff with someone else and so they brought him in and actually i would say outside of 
comics. One of the most popular sidekicks is Sherlock Holmes and, and Watson. 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 Yeah. And Robin was actually modeled after Watson in a lot of respects. Um, mm-hmm. I was reading about this and they said that uh, when they came up with Robin, they had two people in mind. One was Watson. They wanted him to be the Watson to Batman's Sherlock. Mm-hmm. And they were also thinking of Robin Hood, uh, where a lot of his costume comes from yeah. as well. Uh, you can see it in, in the greens and the reds and, and sort of the uh, the hunter aspect the of him. Yeah, the hood. Uh, so, you know, he's the OG, like you said, he's the OG sidekick. So yeah. here here's a list of some of the most famous sidekicks or characters that are considered sidekicks. Goose. All right. Um, go- I don't, Goose and yeah. Uh, Don Quixote's Sacho Panza. Uh, all right. <laughs> sure. Yep, yeah. <laughs> I, that did not... What? I, I know. The oh, okay. I'm no, just wondering saying, like, why the laughter. Not, I would have never, <laughs> never thought, thought of that. that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sherlock Holmes is Doctor Watson. Watson. The Lone Ranger's Tonto. 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 Yeah, Tonto's yeah. another very famous one. That's racist. Uh, n- well, not anymore. <laughs> well, when Johnny Reverse Depp is that. Tonto, when Johnny Depp is Tonto, then it's racist. Yeah. Uh, the Green Hornet's Cato. Cato. Uh, yeah. uh, donkey and Puss in Boots. To Shrek. Okay. Oh, and, I don't know about it's, that. It's, I can see why. Uh, Mickey Mouse is Donald Duck and yeah. Goofy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luigi and no, Yoshi. I, I, I disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, some of these with are the Luigi one. No, no, no. no with uh, Mickey Mouse. Mickey, Mickey, with the but Mickey they, Mouse. I disagree with that completely. But Donald they probably Duck, started no. out as sidekicks. See, I wouldn't con- see. They were second fiddle. Yeah, they were. I, I could see Pluto because that's his. But that's his. Pet. Well, don't don't that's forget, not even you know, a sidekick. That's Mickey pet. was the main draw, and you know you had yeah. Steamboat Willie and stuff like that yeah. coming out, and then they branched off from there with other characters that were sidekicks, and then they develop their own thing see my my thing is though it psychic and a partner there's a difference okay right in more recent years there there that's been a very big topic of discussion and, and yeah. titans like for those of you guys who aren't watching titans if you're a comic book fan and you're not watching titans I, which we, we will be discussing soon we mm-hmm. and that was one of the reasons we wanted to do a robin story because uh producer melanie for those of you guys who don't know billy files assemble on instagram check it out <laughs> what what oh yeah and apparently somebody called 911, Ronnie's having a seizure. But um, they they do a lot of discussion about not only the psychological damage of being Batman's partner, but also, like, were we ever equals to him? Are we trying mm-hmm. to live in this mm-hmm. shadow? Like, what did did what he did, was it for, you know, to help us or to help himself? Yeah. And they do a really great job diving into that, uh, that sort of identity crisis mm-hmm. that the characters are having. See, right. Yeah, because to me, a partner is someone that can... Is considered hold an their, equal. Yes, consider they're equal. They can hold own by themselves. A psychic is someone that needs their Batman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, not saying Robin... Well, Robin does, but other... You know, like, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but like Nightwing, Red Hood... Yeah. They don't need Batman. Yeah, the, the sidekick has to grow and then become an equal to the hero mm-hmm. uh the show young justice does a very good job of showing batman and robin moore as partners like where yeah. they're able to act on each other without words without communication mm-hmm. they just do because they know each other so well um on arrow you had roy harper who and when he was arsenal they did a great job of showing the two of them very in sync yes um but going down this list also we have uh, uh tails sonic and uh tails ah, that's okay. a good one uh donkey Kong and, and diddy kong wow this is going deep yeah, yeah yeah uh captain america's bucky and then batman's robin all right yeah so it's a very old phrase. The it's, sidekick. Uh, yeah, the sidekick. Yeah. Um, yeah. The kick was the front pocket of a pair of trousers, believed to be the pocket <laughs> safest from theft. Thus, the analogy mm-hmm. sidekick was a person's closest companion. That's where the oh, phrase Oh, I just looked came. up okay. the same exact thing you did. <laughs> yep. So I love word origins. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I like stuff like that. But uh, usually the sidekick is to, like Rob said, point out the uh, 
do justice to the character that they're yeah. dealing with. Yeah. And also call out said character or or be the opposite. Watson is very famous for always for constantly calling out Sherlock Holmes. Like stop yeah. doing that. It's not right. Um, so I he plays by the book while Sherlock Holmes is like, yeah, we could de- and I think that's around. a character trait of a lot of sidekicks is yeah. they're not the same person as the main yes. individual. They complement, complement yeah. the word yeah. uh, different being uh, complement with an E. Um, they set off different aspects. So like, for example, um, even in the most recent Sherlock stuff with Benedict Cumberbatch, where you have him going into sort of morphine-induced uh, uh, hallucinogenic elements, you know, that Watson is very grounded and very, yes. like, law-abiding. Um, so they always are very, personality-wise, very different from one another. And sometimes the sidekick plays an essential part to the hero surviving their mission. Tim Drake, the third Robin, who we will talk about, was able to convince Batman to take him on as a Robin because he convinced them that Batman... Needs a Robin to balance out that inherent darkness because Batman mm-hmm. is a character that toes the line yeah. between hero and full-blown psychopath. Mm-hmm. Um, and comics have done a very good job at, at exploring that. It's the characters like Robin, Alfred, Batgirl who who keep Batman in check. Yes. So let's start at the very beginning. We have Dick Grayson, obviously the most famous of the Robins. Now, as you're saying, the most this, famous. Robin I want to say all? this first of all. Um, this I, I have to say, this was a show I'm very very excited about because this is a topic I know very little about. I don't know much about Robin. So I spent this week looking up a lot of stuff about Robin, watching a lot of videos. And as Paul's about to get into, I found out there are, in fact, six Robins. Yes. Six Robins that we're going to be talking about. Um, one is not technically canon, but it's still a, mm-hmm. a very um, predominant character. Mm-hmm. So we, we wanted to include her on the list. But uh, for the, the most, most famous... Famous Robin, Robin is Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson, yep, go. That, that's where we're starting. So, Dick Grayson, his story was very simple. He was a child acrobat whose parents worked. Uh, they were the Flying Graysons. Yes. And this was when circuses were really big, I guess. Yeah. Um, I had a circus visit my hometown. Yeah. Yes, actually, I did. The Ringling Brothers. No, it wasn't the. It was like a, a one of these like Knock you know off. traveling circuses. Yeah. Oh, they okay. came to Little Kenilworth, New Jersey, and set up their tent. We all went. And it was. <laughs> Very exciting. So Robin was introduced in 1940. Like he is one of the longest lasting Mm -hmm. comic book characters around. You know, you got, you know, Superman was only early 30s. I want to say 33, something like that. that. But um, you know, Robin came around in Detective Comics number 38, 1940. Very famous uh, shot of him exploding through the uh, the circus ring. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically, his parents were were acrobats. They were part of a a circus called uh, Haley Circus. I think is the typical uh, name of it. Yeah. And his parents were killed, but when a gangster named Tony Zuko cut the lines uh, to the trapeze because the, you know, it's Gotham City. You yep. owe money for protection. Yes, this they, is... the Graysons did not want to pay for that protection, and mm-hmm. so Zuko was there with the scissors. So uh, they've had a lot of different interpretations, but it is the most common thing that he was an acrobat, a child acrobat, and Bruce Wayne was typically Bruce Wayne's there at the actual circus, yeah. and he watches it happen, and he kind of takes on this this kindred spirit where it's like. Hey, that that that's me. Like yeah. I see that yeah, he was at that circus. Yeah. So they've had different inter- interpretations. Like in uh, Batman Forever, they had him as as an adult, which was still one of oh, the weirdest. Okay, I have a question for you. I'm gonna yes. put you on the spot. 
Um, and because I don't know the answer to this, how many times have we seen the Graysons die in film uh, or television? You saw it in Batman Forever. Okay. Uh, they showed it in Young Justice. They, Did they? alluded mm-hmm. to in Batman the Animated Series. They showed it. They alluded to it in Teen Titans. Yes. Um, they showed it in uh, Titans, which we've been watching. Okay. So probably like five, six times. Okay. It unfortunately. So here's here's the interesting thing about Robin, especially in film. Warner Brothers and, and most film studios were very hesitant to put a child in a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. They thought it wasn't believable, that it was unrealistic, um, that it was a bad example, and that no, it just it didn't make sense. And then it wasn't until you got Kick Ass with Hit Girl, where suddenly yeah. like people were like, "Well, maybe it can work. Yeah. Maybe we can do it." So right. the child sidekick was something that in comics worked really well, but. Studios were afraid to now, adapt. I'm, I'm look, I looked this up, and it says that Robin, when he w- first joined Batman, was 13. I, I've heard he got raised from the age of he was trained from the age of nine. Okay, yeah, and like there there are different. Um, he didn't officially become Robin until around 13. Yeah, so I want okay. in in different stories they have different interpretations. Like that's why I love Batman Forever, where he's yeah. a 19 year old. Like, why does he need to be? award of anybody yeah and he doesn't need any sort of training but typically robin went through like years of training with okay. batman first and then had to i want to say he had to evade batman through the streets of gotham for one whole night in order to be considered ready for patrol mm-hmm. so for, and during that time he actually managed to take down a crime boss of, of his own so yeah it, it was robin's and he, yeah and dick grayson is the most popular of all the robins or i should say one of them everyone knows when you think about Robin, you think of you're thinking of Dick Grayson. Typically, yeah, yes. typically. Or you just don't know that Robin's more than one character. Right. Um, Dick Grayson is also the perfect example of a character growing from the Robin mantle into his own unique character, and one that that's you could argue is more popular as this new character than he was as Robin, and he was very popular as Robin. Yeah. Comic book sales went up. You know, he's been in a lot of different interpretations of the character. Um, we're going to talk about some of Robin in other media towards the end, but um, Ronnie, any thoughts on, on Dick Grayson? Like, what do you know about Dick Grayson? What was your kind of exposure to him? What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, first exposure for me was Batman Forever. Um, yeah, to too. him, I feel like that's a movie that's, I will defend. Yes, I All right. like that I, movie. I, I have to speak about this for a second because I believe I was the only one alive when that movie came out. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. No. How old were you? I think I was young. I was young. When did that movie come out? Ninety-three. Yeah, oh, I was four. Oh, okay. I was six, seven. Okay, I saw it in theaters. Um, I, my, I, I was wearing a Robin uh, shirt. Oh, okay. And my dad I, took I, me to go see it. I had just graduated high school. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I and I remember Lauren and I went and saw that in a Virginia movie theater. It was a two dollar theater. Yeah, ninety five. Um, and uh, oh, ninety five. Okay. 95. <clears throat> I will say, and I don't know. You guys might be able to speak about this, I, but I have to defend this a little bit. Chris O'Donnell at the time was a hot commodity. Yeah. Yes. He was very popular. Um, he had done like I remember he did Circle of Friends. He did a few other films that were very very popular, and to. Because I know everyone's thinking back now, like Chris O'Donnell, who the hell is that? NCIS at, at the what is he doing now? He well, I don't know one if of, it's on yeah, NCIS. Oh, is he Los Angeles? Okay, very, well, good for very him. Big on it, yeah. yeah, but he was a huge movie star at the time, and and like if you think about this, at the time you had George Clooney, who was an up and coming actor. Um, he he was on uh, ER. Yeah, uh, he was a 
big heartthrob. You had Chris O'Donnell, who was also a heartthrob. You had Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was still a, a, a major <laughs> like action star. Like he had done, I think his last big action movie before that was Eraser, about two or three years ago, and he was still very popular. Yeah, he got he got top billing. And Uma Thurman, yeah. who was two years, three years off Pulp Fiction, so this was like a major like wow, look at all these big yeah. stars. So I want to defend the movie a little bit for its casting choices because for the time period it came out as. Um, it was very. Oh, it all made like, sense. It made yeah. sense. And you know, you got Batman Forever, where they introduced Chris O'Donnell as Dick Grayson. Val Kilmer was was an upcoming. Like he was successful yeah. too. Like you know, yeah. he had Top Gun, yeah, movies like that. Um, they just did a, a big documentary on Val Kilmer. Val, mm-hmm. uh, it's on streaming on Amazon Prime. I've heard it's amazing. I can't but wait to see what's it. really interesting is originally they wanted Marlon Wayans to play Dick Grayson. He was even. Con- <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. He was contracted to do it. They actually bought him out of that contract, very similar to Billy D. Williams as uh, oh, Harvey I've heard did. That. Yeah. yeah, he's still receiving checks, I believe. He got money. He they yeah. paid him out for that. Um, That's fine. <sighs> yeah. So, and even more interesting, right now they have the the Batman '89 comic book series going yeah. on, where Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent is Two Face, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so they took the Schumacher Burton universe and cut it in half, basically, huh. where Batman and Batman Returns take place technically on Earth '89, but then. Forever and Batman and Robin take place on Earth 97. Interesting. So th- these are all like new things. And now obviously with Michael Keaton reprising his role of Batman, I'm very curious to see if we're going to get some sort of mention of Robin in um, the new movie. Michael, and I'm which sure we will. I don't know because Michael Keaton never had a Robin. He was, suppo- he was supposed to. Yeah. Marlon Wayans right. was, was supposed right. to be his Robin. And currently in the comic books, which is technically continuity, yeah. he does. Mm-hmm. But um, – I I would I would like just a shrine a very like because one of my favorite shots in uh, Batman vs Superman is when he he put uh, Bruce Wayne has the memorial to Robin uh, yeah at the entrance of the yeah. Batcave so anytime he walks into the Batcave he has to walk he has by a reminder um the the Robin shrine to Jason Todd is a very powerful yes. and very um long lasting like mm-hmm. to the point where they kept it. Even after Jason Todd was revived, yeah. like they still have that in the Batcave on Memorial for him. I'm just still wrapping. Speaking of Jason wrap Todd, around a Wayne's brother being yeah. a superhero. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. No, I was saying. Speaking of Jason Todd, you want? We'll jump right into oh, Jason right. Todd. He's our so number two. He is our second Robin. So after Dick Grayson moved on and became Nightwing, which um, if you have not seen, well, the- did he become Nightwing before he? Joined because my from my understanding. All right, see, I'm, all of my understanding is now coming from Titans. He joined he Young joins, Justice as Robin. He joined yes. all those other teams as Robin, and then took over those teams as Nightwing. Okay, so when well, Jason Todd came in, was he Nightwing or was he still Robin? He was. He was actually kicked off from being Robin. Okay, yeah. So uh, I believe in the comic books, it was Two Face that that beat him almost to death in front of Batman. Okay. While Batman was like captured or tied up and was trying to escape, and he would not allow uh, Dick Grayson to be Robin anymore. Okay. So Robin decided to take off and become his own hero. Uh, took the name Nightwing, inspired by a, a Kryptonian superhero. Superman actually mm-hmm. gave him the name in the comic books. And Jason Todd was introduced. Now, at first, Jason Todd was a carbon copy of Dick Grayson. Oh, hold on. Yep. Hold, before, back up. How did he first discover Jason Todd? No, you're... Oh, you're, sorry. No. I'm jumping the gun. Pre-content, pre Retcon. All right. He actually was an acrobat at the circus. Yes. They they had him. He was literally okay. The same. You know more copy. about this than I do. So yeah. Go ahead. So they did a. I want to say it was after. It might have been after Crisis or when they um. 
they they ended up redoing. Cause, yeah, because I heard that his first yeah. introduction was he was stealing the wheels off the Batmobile after the yes. 1985 limited series Crisis on Infinite Earths. DC <clears throat> rebooted uh, the character, and that's when they changed him into yes, he was stealing Ty- the, tires the tires off the Ty- Batmobile. Whiny shenanigans. <laughs> oh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, but. Yeah, he was literally the exact. He was a carbon copy at one point. Yeah, and circus he, acrobat that had his parents die. But after the new fifty two, then he not be- no crisis. New fifty two was like four years ago. <laughs> All right, so after these timelines. So now, so then, so since Crisis on Infinite Earth, they changed Jason Todd's backstory to him being an orphan, right? That was stealing the tires off of. Well, uh, not the even an orphan. He well. An orphan in the sense that he was abandoned. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Yes, that his father was dead and his mother was an alcoholic, I believe. Yes, because okay. in the comics, his mother sells him out to the Joker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically what happens is Jason Todd gets introduced, and he was not very well-liked after they re- rebooted him. He was so angsty. Yeah, he, he was definitely a very... Angsty teen? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... He, he first came out in the 80s, so it was like during that time of that rebellious phase, like the heavy, like the big hair, heavy metal type phase before the over armored phase of the 90s where everybody was buff and wearing armor and all that. So they introduced him and he was he was despised. Like they, they did not like him at all. So DC held an event called The Death in the Family. Well, hold on. Yes, go ahead. So in that event, they did a, a 900 number where you could vote. Okay, now you I, you guys might be too young to remember the 900 numbers. Oh, you, yeah. This yeah. Is okay. I remember the, this, I remember this, the this was very much an 80s thing. Oh, it's 1980s. In the 80s, we had 976 numbers and we had 1900 numbers. And these <laughs> were numbers you could call. Well, the 976-3636. If you called that number, you could talk to Santa. And it was something like $2 a minute. So little, <laughs> little kids would call Santa for, and parents would be like, what's this $50 charge on my phone bill? And it was because they were calling Santa. Um, they set up this 1-900 number. And those, those were very popular back then. That, that you, and they were expensive. It was like you know $2 for the first minute and $3.95 each additional minute. Like it was a lot. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. <laughs> sounds, sounds like something I should do after 10 o'clock at night if you know yeah, what I mean. right? <laughs> But um, so they introduced Jason Todd, and he was very highly disliked. People just didn't like yeah. him. Mm-hmm. He just didn't gel well. And more recent um, retellings of the character, they show him being annoying. For, for, yeah, <laughs> you know, I remember Melanie and I were watching Titans, and when they first introduced Jason Todd, she hated him. I, I I'm in the middle of watching Titans, and I, I hate him right now. But and I, I think the he, end I'm of hoping he dies. Well, no, <laughs> the end of season two, yeah. you feel for Jason. Oh, he's still alive by the end of season two. Oh, damn it! <laughs> so, right, I, I just but, left off, and he just was plummeting off a building. He survives that. Oh yeah. It, oh, oh, that's a, oh, it's a great, that's... it's a great way he survives too. But um, that is it's mild spoilers for for season two of Titans. <laughs> but that event is the catalyst that starts his change. Okay, I'm looking forward to Apparently that. almost dying has a lasting effect. Right. And you see, that that's one of the best things about Titans. They really deal with the post-traumatic stress of this world of heroes. Yeah. Um, especially well, that, for that the young heroes. That seems to be the big thing. You know I, I, you know, I know I bash Snyder, but he seems to cover that quite a bit. And I think he ushered that in a little bit. And I think Titans... Perf- Titans I won't say perfected it, but they... they Made That's it better, better than Snyder. Well, you know what? Also, like Zack Snyder had ideas about Robin, and basically, 
I, and unfortunately, like for Snyder, you have he has to tell you about all this stuff mm-hmm. because he does. He's never going to get the chance to talk to, right. to show it. Like we're done with that. But he specifically says that Batman's the way he is in Batman vs Superman because Robin died. Mm. You know, and, and that makes sense con- considering, especially yeah. like the uh, is it the Dark Knight Rises? Uh, no, sorry, um, the comic book. Uh, the one where Batman is older and, and he's... Oh, The Dark Knight Returns. Returns, yeah. that's yeah. it. Okay, well, that, thank that's you. why he stopped being Batman, because yeah. Jason Todd died. Please read, if you get a Spoilers. chance... Spoilers! If you we get didn't a get chance to that part of talking about Jason Todd. Please read Dark Knight Returns. It is such yes. a fantastic... I believe it's Frank Miller, too, um, mm-hmm. comic. Uh, Don't read the sequels. No. no. So, back to our topic. That's what we're, we're talking we're about. Talking. No, you guys started talking about Titans. one 900 <laughs> so Talk anyway, about Jason Todd. So, God. so Jason the one nine hundred number. So basically, they held a vote uh, for thirty six hours. I have numbers here. Oh, I bet you yeah. do. Yeah. I do. I do too. But it was a very close margin, and there is some debate as to whether uh, as to the accuracy yeah. of yeah. it. Now, I should also say that they put out, they created two panels. One showing Batman going, oh, Jason Todd, I can't believe you're dead. The other one going, he's alive, everybody. And they weren't sure which one they were going to go to until this, the results of this 1-900 came in. Mm-hmm. So it did end up being kill Jason Todd. <laughs> <And laughs> 5,343 votes to kill him against 5,271 not to kill him. 72 of you, because of you voted, uh, because 72 people voted to kill him, he died. Which is ironic because I, I don't ever condone death, but unfortunately the death of, the death of Jason Todd made him a better character. He will yeah. he would yeah. come back as the Red Hood, but we're not going to talk too much about the Red Hood because this is still a Robin episode. Mm-hmm. But we have Nightwing and, and Red Hood as Robins that changed and evolved and mm-hmm. arguably two sides of, of very similar coins. Yes. Now, moving forward, we have arguably, as much as I like Dick Grayson... Dick Grayson is my favorite as Nightwing. My favorite Robin was always Tim Drake. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of love about Tim Drake over the past couple days. Well, yeah. for Tim Drake, they wanted to reintroduce Robin because he he hadn't been in it. Like he, he he was missing in action basically, and they wanted to do it better than Jason Todd. So instead of kind of creating Batman taking in this orphan, Tim Drake goes out of his way to impress Batman. He mm-hmm. figures out who Batman mm-hmm. and Robin are. Every Robin has something that they're incredibly good at. Dick Grayson is considered one of the best strategic tacticians and leaders in the DC universe, mm-hmm. to the point where even Batman will have him running teams. Yes. Jason Todd is considered one of the best firearm users in DC. He's basically he is the Punisher of the DC universe. Yeah. Tim Drake is considered one of the greatest minds in the DC yes. universe. Detective. Yes. Yeah. He's even one of the, Batman says he's a better detective than I ever was. And Ra's al Ghul himself will refer to Tim Drake as detective, typically a phrase he only uses for Batman. Now, mm-hmm. was Tim Drake the one that recognized Dick Grayson's quadruple... Quadruple somersault. Somersault. Yeah. And so, he's like, oh, that guy. I, I've seen that before. That's Robin. And that was Dick Grayson. Because Tim Drake was actually at... Was he at... The Grayson's no, death? No, I, I think he might have been at the circus when it happened. Okay, and then, so he's um, seen the Grayson's in the he action. Was, yes, he was in the audience, and he managed yeah. like watching news footage. He was a, he was a Batman fanboy. Yeah, very much so. And using his own intelligence, um, he was able to figure it out. What's most admirable about Tim Drake is that he was someone that he saw Robin and he saw Batman, and he said, you know, I want to be like that, and he worked hard. And it's that old adage of you know and i heard kevin hart say this the other day uh hard work beats talent every day yes and he's someone that worked 
really, really, really hard to be the best that he possibly could. And he was. He became better than all of them uh, mm-hmm. as a result of just rigor and, and, and determination. Just like Ronnie. Oh, yeah. You know it. But Tim Drake actually, he got Nightwing's blessing before he even got yeah. Batman's. Like, he yeah. was just that impressive. They just introduced him on Titans. Um, he was really cool. In on, season three? Uh, in season three. Okay. Young Justice. Uh, not there Young yet, Just. Right? Oh, he, Young Justice, uh, they gave him a much bigger role in season yes. three. Um, where he's actually running uh, the, the team. Yeah, right? Not uh, like the, the Batman or the, secret team. Yeah, like, like the, the B out- team or whatever kind yeah. of. Yeah. Oh my, it, very con- Titan Se- or Young Justice Season 3 is very confusing. Yes. Great show. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yep. All right, hold on. I got I, yep. I need help. What's the difference between Young Justice and Teen Titans? So Young Justice is the TV show is a team of superheroes that work under the radar. They're a covert team. That's Young Justice. That's Young Justice. Okay. Because basically in the, Which characters are in the... The original lineup was Robin, Dick Grayson, yep. Aqualad, mm-hmm. Kid Flash, Miss Martian, Cyb- Superboy, Miss- Superboy, and um, Artemis. Yes. Okay. And they work under the radar. They work under the radar because in this universe, superheroes are a very brand new commodity. Mm-hmm. They're like they're almost like celebrities. Are they in the same universe that Batman exists? Oh yeah, like all, yeah, yeah. all the like the main. You have ju- like the Justice League, this is and then all it's new like to me. it's like Justice League, and then under them okay. like low-level, under-the-radar stuff is the Young Justice. Because okay. all eyes are on, you know, Batman, Superman. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God. So it makes it easier for them to send these kids out, basically. On and then yeah. Teen Titans is sort of a night Teen wing. Titans was a, was a club, basically, that yeah. the sidekicks made. Okay. So they, they kind of made their own club because they were, they were stuck with each other for a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, Batman didn't take Robin on some missions. Okay. So, like, the sidekicks were just waiting back at the base. And then Teen Titans go. It's stupid. <laughs> I loved waffles. <laughs> I, I, I like the idea of Teen Titans go. I don't have a problem with it. I was such a big fan of Teen Titans. Yeah. And Teen Titans delved into some big issues. And I understand Teen Titans go was a reboot. It was a reboot, yeah. but they brought back the entire original cast and made it goofy. And made it a goofy joke, mm-hmm. and it was it was heartbreaking. If you were like a big <laughs> fan of Teen Titans, oh, you all must have been so pissed. We, I, our, uh-huh. yeah, because I love Teen Titans Go. I think it's his. I, I went to the movies to see that movie. I stayed it too. Oh my god, yeah, it was uh, a riot. Well done. But um, I, I don't like waffles, the way they waffles, do that. Waffles. <laughs> now getting into some, Tim Drake also would eventually go on to be his own superhero called red robin yes yeah yum, yum. dang it <laughs> but um so tim drake again another character that grows into his own and really really kind of becomes his yeah. own character and the and reason he's red robin is because of yum. superboy sorry not only because of superboy but because yeah. when batman quote-unquote dies and dick grayson takes over the role mm-hmm. he tells tim drake he's like I don't want you to be my Robin. You are better than you're not my yeah. Robin. You right. are your own hero. Like you've earned it. Yeah. So, and now uh, he's come into the spotlight again for not only being in Titan season three, but also is coming out as bisexual, mm-hmm. which who cares? Like, yeah, whatever. It really doesn't matter. Um, but now moving on, we have Steph- and Loki did it first because it's Marvel. <laughs> but um, moving on, we have Stephanie Brown. Now Stephanie Brown was a, a Robin that I was not super. Well, because she familiar was because she was so short lived, from my understanding, very yeah. short lived. Uh, the daughter of a criminal who 
took on the role of spoiler and basically she took on the name spoiler <laughs> yeah because she wanted to spoil her father's plans every time <laughs> i hear that i'm like oh i shouldn't listen oh wait spoilers the name yeah, um, yeah that's right up there with calling her daddy issues like basically <laughs> yeah, she became basically. a vigilante to get her dad in trouble with the law yeah. Yeah. like to to bring him to justice and, and if i remember correctly she was batman like dismissed her after like not following directions during two different like there, yeah. un- things. Unfortunately, <laughs> what happened was well. First, she she also did become a love interest for Tim um, Drake. for Tim Drake. She yeah. she did okay. take on the mantle of Batgirl that. at one point, but she there was a little bit of controversy when they killed her off. They killed her off. Uh, Steph, I don't so think I knew that they yeah. killed her off, and the fans backlash so hard that they they retconned it and faked her death after flashpoint uh, yeah so like there was a lot of controversy shenanigans. about it yeah pretty much but um she's gone from spoiler to robin and then back to spoiler and then she took on the role of, as batgirl Bat yeah like she's she's a very lasting uh character nowadays okay. now one that i that is not in the main continuity but i really wanted to bring up is Carrie kelly have you, Ronnie? Have you seen either the Dark Knight Returns movies or read the, the novel? I have not read the novel. Did you see the either of the movies? They have the part one and part two. No, okay. I, I've just read the the graphic novel. Yeah. So, Maze, have you? Hi, have Maze. You read <laughs> Maze just wandered into the studio. We should have named That's Maze our, Robin. Our cat. Maze, what's your thoughts on Robin? <laughs> I like meow, 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 <laughs> meow, 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 meow. I like Catwoman. All right, Maze. <laughs> Enough about the Catwoman. Enough She's not Catwoman. a real cat, Maze. <laughs> Producer Melanie's on it. Producer Melanie's on it. All right, Carrie, yeah, Carrie Kelly um, was someone that I only knew from The Dark Knight Returns, um, which is, one of again, one of my favorite uh, graphic novels. So um, Carrie Kelly is... She's a 13-year-old girl. Yep. All right, I, I got to stop here. Hold on. It the is the idea that Batman keeps adopting and mentoring thirteen year olds to kill and live with him a little bit creepy at times. All right, so no, because he has money and he's trying to give them a home. For for Batman, <laughs> now isn't that, isn't that what you're supposed to I, do with orphans? Yeah, but billionaire orphan. Yeah, but he's training them to be murderers. Okay, for the no, record, he's not. no, he's, he's not. All right, he's, sorry. He's yes, that's them true. To be no, Batman does not kill. Him. That depends on the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but um, for for Batman, and there's been thousands of studies about Batman right. and the psychology of Batman. And there was always a – like people used to really call out the dynamic between uh, – the dynamic duo. Yeah. But, uh, between <laughs> Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson especially. Like at some points they like shared beds in the comics. Like it, it got weird. What? There, there, is, a, there is an image, really? a very famous image of, of the two of them sharing like this gigantic bed. But, um, you know, for, for a person – and Titan season three, episode one, okay. completely dives into the idea of Batman being so codependent on a Robin, desperately needing a Robin to the point where, like he he starts breaking down and asking Dick Grayson, "Can you can you be Robin again?" But why does he keep asking these small children to live with him? It's creepy. Because growing up, he never had someone. Like, or like, even worse, he sees it, himself and all. So there's a great it's line. It's addressed in the Lego Batman movie when she says, "You know, is he your son?" Because it's creepier if he's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you think adoption's creepy? I think continuous adoption of 13-year-old children to turn them into, like, vigilantes is, yes. Batman, it's a psychological condition with Batman. He's He needs a Robin, 
and that that is a part of his personality. Yeah. Now, Young Justice does a great line when they're trying. They're, the Justice League itself is having a meeting about expanding the team, mm-hmm. and they bring up the character, like the sidekicks, and whether or not they're they're of age. Well, actually, they bring up Captain Marvel or Shazam as Shaz- he's right, right. more commonly known now, because it was at this point that they found out that he was actually a ten-year-old boy. Right. Mm-hmm. And Batman defends it, and he's like, I knew the whole time. They're like, what? You didn't say anything. He's like, not my business. He earned his spot here. And Wonder Woman calls him out. And he's like, and she says something. um, I'm going to paraphrase. She's like, well, of course, you wouldn't have the problem having indoctrinated Robin at the tender age of nine. And Batman says, Robin needed to bring the man who killed his parents to justice. And to which Wonder Woman replies, why? So he would end up like you? And Batman says, so he wouldn't. Batman yeah. sees himself. He, the idea is another great uh, Batman, the or Justice League, the animated show. I'm mm-hmm. sure you're, you guys are both familiar at some point. Yes. Oh, yeah. That there's, one I do know. I, I've seen a couple episodes. There's an episode where Batman and Batman from another world where the Justice League took over yeah. are fighting. And the Batman from the other world is trying to justify it, where at one point he finally says, so that another nine-year-old will never lose his parents due to some punk with a gun. Batman takes his damaged psyche and imposes it on the... um, there's a word for it. It's going to drive me crazy. But basically, he transference. Puts, I think that's it. Yeah, okay. he's he's mm-hmm. trans, he's transferring himself into those yeah. those, and he sees himself, and he sees these kids that finally have. They all are there for an opportunity for justice mm-hmm. in yeah. some way, shape, or form. So for him, I'm not saying it's healthy, and I'm not saying right. it's, it's yeah. right, but I I understand how his mind works okay. in that regards. But um, and also he is. It's like Ronnie said. He's a billionaire. Like he's he's in his world. He thinks he's helping yeah. people and like creating I, heroes. I guess the idea of like Dick Grayson and even Jason Todd, because he's helping them to. He doesn't want them to fall to the same, you know, pitfalls that he fell to. Yeah. But now that we're starting to see like Carrie Kelly and like uh, you know, even Tim Drake, like it just seems a little like, I don't know. Why couldn't you get? someone a little older well for tim, tim jake and carrie kelly both earned his respect yeah carrie kelly saves his life like he, she's she, still 13 year old girl so was hit girl who didn't, just, who didn't seems, have it's parents like he's training well, she did well she did but they, they like, neglected her I, and take this with you know for what it's intended he's training little children to be fighters and it almost seems sort of nazi-esque which is weird because I think Bucky Barnes was was too young to actually well, fight but, in the war. Yeah, yeah, well, the Bucky Barnes thing is another. Well, that clearly was the Nazis. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, in all honesty, the problem is they took a very simple concept. Like, what if we gave him a kid sidekick, and then it's only now in more recent years that people like us yeah. sitting in in our basements recording studio are dissecting. Well, I, I think if they were to. Well, I think that's why they're looking at Robin now in a different light, and they're you know seeing him as older. As even back in '95, you know when they cast Chris O'Donnell, they're like, "We can't do a child." I, I think because it would have been weird. I but you know, and then you you watch, you watch a movie like Kick Ass, where Hit Girl is the runaway star of it. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and, and and what they did well with that was they made her the impetus for him becoming kicked at, kick ass. Like, you know, he w- she was the one that was the the main thrust of of why things were happening because she wanted revenge for her father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and kick ass sort. Of, in fact, I think kick ass was almost sort of the sidekick in that. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah. Kick ass yeah. is not the main hero of kick ass, yeah. but 
We got to do that movie. <laughs> yeah, at some point. we really do. But Carrie Kelly was a great addition, and um, th- to the point where she's had lasting uh, impact. They've they've made references to her. They put her in the new Fifty Two. Um, in DC Rebirth, they mention her. Like she mm-hmm. she's been around since. But um, otherwise, like she was very a one off kind of character. Yeah. Excuse me, one kind of character. But um, I read originally in Batman vs Superman, they were saying Jenna Malone was supposed to be Carrie Kelly oh, or uh, or Oracle. Yeah. But, oh, okay. But unfortunately. Apparently, Carrie Kelly is in Batman vs Superman. Do you know who she is? Who? During the nightmare sequence, that's the female soldier that's helping Batman. Okay. Ah, Supposedly, yes. that is actually yeah, that is Carrie. Okay. Kelly. Now you're talking about the original nightmare sequence. Not, I want to say it's the not the, the one with the Joker. Yeah, and Batman vs Superman, yeah, not, okay. not Justice League. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. So that I think that was when uh, they said again all these really cool details because mm-hmm. uh, Zack Snyder's a big fan of. He is very geeky. I will give that to him. Yes. I mean, just to put the uh, the Dark Knight Returns Batmobile in oh, yeah. the Snyder yeah. Cut, big moves. Now that's the main Robins. Now this is this is where it gets a little bit of fun okay. because I was like, wait, there's one more fun. The word we're gonna throw around. Fun is the word we're gonna <laughs> look around. You know what? Because I'm gonna say Holy Robins in other television shows. Oh, Batman. Okay. Now, Damian Wayne. <laughs> Oh, we got, oh, so, oh, so sorry. You're right. We oh, I thought Wayne. that's where you were going. <laughs> no, okay. Well, Damien Wayne. I, I, you know what? Yeah, don't though? forget Damien. Yeah. Damien's another character that people hated when he first came out. Mm-hmm. Damien Wayne was was arrogant, abrasive. He was more vicious than Batman no. ever was. Well, that's because he, he's got some Al Ghul in him. He came from. He was Batman. He was Bruce Wayne's DNA, right? He's no. Um, Tal- oh, Tal- wait, Talia. Al Ghul. I heard Talia Al Ghul stole some of. Bruce Wayne's DNA, and he's the li- in the biblical sense. Oh, never mind. She yeah. <laughs> she drugged and had her way. with Oh, him. I got yeah. that wrong. Okay, yeah, I um, knew there was some DNA in there. Yeah, Tal- Talia all the Al DNA. Ghul, <laughs> or, uh, sorry, half of the DNA. So Talia Al Ghul and Batman have had a very long romantic history in the comics. Talia Al Ghul being the daughter, daughter of Rash Rash Um If you ask the creators, Ra- they say we don't know. <laughs> But um, I always said Ra's al Ghul because that was how they said it in I Batman, like the, the way, animated series. Yeah, I like that. And then it's more Ra's al Ghul in more recent years. But um, she facilitated uh, a rendezvous between the two of them against Batman's knowledge. Because she does, she does drug him and they, they do have, you know, coitus, as Shelton says. <laughs> coitus. But, um, and you it does coituses? Coituses. That, 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 that means a more, coitus? means more than once. You only need to do it. All it takes is one time. I I believe I'm the only one in this room that can attest to that. Well, Ronnie, since I'm the only one here with a child. (laughs) Well, Ronnie, but um, I have a cat. So what about Damian Wayne? (laughs) No, just just kidding. Just kidding, everyone. Just kidding. I mean, granted, the only one that really matters is the fiance, but she doesn't. Where did we go just now? So Talia has a a son in secret, and he's raised by the League of Assassins. And when they introduce him, he is—he's an assassin. He's a killer, Mm -hmm. Um, to the point where when Dick Grayson takes over as Batman and he's the Robin, the dynamic shifts completely. Where where Batman's the one holding Robin in check Mm -hmm. instead of vice versa. Damien is a fantastic character. If you if you haven't read any of his stuff, he he grows, he changes, he really evolves. Um, he's he's great with the Titans. He he's amazing in what he does. They do uh the animated stuff with uh they did uh, Teen Titans versus the Justice League and then Apocalypse War. Uh, Damien Wayne steals it. He is fantastic. Yes. Um. So if you are a Robin fan, Damien Wayne is is not only is he worthy, but apparently he does take on the mantle of Batman. Is he where We're the majority worthy. of the uh, DC comics is at right now? 
Um, I think yes. I think they killed him for a little oh, while, and he okay. did come back. All right, he came but... back with Darkseid's Chaos Shard. I I don't I haven't read well, much. Look at, look at Ronnie. Pieces. Ronnie Wait, dropping that again? knowledge. Wow. So he, he he came back to life. Batman went on a mission to get a Darkseid's Chaos Shard. To, what is a to Chaos res- Shard? To resurrect him. You know the thing that powers Darkseid. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't that ready. I'm not that ready, but no, it's the thing that kind of powers Darkseid. <laughs> okay. I, I will also say that Damien has my favorite Robin costume. As much as I love oh, yeah. uh, black... Tim Drake, he has like yeah. – it's almost like a he ninja. Has pants. Well, t- <laughs> Tim Drake actually started the pants of Robin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, both uh, Dick Grayson and Jason Todd had the, yeah. the booties. It's, it's, a, it's almost like a, like a ni- colorful ninja it's like it's, outfit. It's a tunic almost, yeah. like ninja robes. And it's you know, he this, sta- this is Damien? This is Damien. Damien he also yes. started the hood with uh, his mask. No. Oh. Mm-hmm. So he, he has a hooded uh, cape, which is – and he carries a sword. Yeah. So there's that. But um, he did a. Re- he's really cool in, in what they've done with him, and I really enjoy um, his death and his return and how they've kind of re- made him. He's grown. Like he was even younger as Robin. I think he was like mm. ten mm. and killing people. No big deal. <laughs> so, yeah, I D- Damian Wayne. I I hate to say it is might be as much as i love tim drake i like all these other robins as other characters but as robin damian wayne always brought yeah a certain gravitas mm-hmm. a certain terrifying gravitas <laughs> um and especially he is the son of he's the son of um talia of talia and batman ben, like yeah. that's that's a badass combination oh yeah but uh so we're gonna wrap up that part of our conversation with the, those are the main robins the robins that we really wanted to address and now we get to have some fun holy I messed this up before, Batman. Holy cannoli, Batman. Holy cannoli. Holy rusted metal, Batman. That's still one of my favorite <laughs> Bat- lines. The ground, it's filled with it's holes all, and rust. It's all metal. It's full of holes, you know? Oh. Holy. So we're going to talk a little bit about Robin in live action and animation and in the public uh, lexicon, as it yes. were. Yes. Okay. Most people, it was Burt Ward in 1966. Mm-hmm. We still say holy whatever. I mean, I think the episode title should be Holy Robin, Batman. Yeah, right. <laughs> Holy Boy Wonder, Batman. But um, Burt Ward is is such an endearing Robin, and it's still I still love watching him. I used to do it as a kid. I'd walk around and do like the, the knuckle in the hand thing because yeah. that's all he did. And I might add that Burt Ward is still alive. He was in Crisis yeah. on Infinite Earths? He's, he was yeah. born in 1945, so you do the math to see how old he is. Seven. <laughs> really? I went to May Five and 21. Really? Uh, 76. Jesus. And he was in what? What did he say? Holy crimson skies of death! Yes, in, in a flash with Ace the Bat Hound. He was walking Actually, around. He's yeah, th- he's not that old either. Well, he I guess being Robin, you're young in 1966. In 1966, <laughs> but uh, Burt Ward really solidified a lot of things about Robin. You know, say what you will about the costumes and that his was completely comic accurate. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, as much as we love Adam West, even in Batman, Crisis. Even in, you still wear the costume. That's or wear the, the, yeah, the, the colors. colors of it. Yeah, the colors. Oh god, that was great. And what was that? Uh, Earth, Earth sixty six, and they played yeah. the theme. Yeah, I gotta rewatch Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, yeah. There's so many we just should, fun. We should do an episode on that. Yeah. Too soon. <laughs> we should re-record that episode. It was so good too. Yeah, that was when I first uh, pro- uh, theorized that uh, Grant Gustin was gonna yes. be in the Flash movie. Do you need me to pause? Or? No, you're good. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't think I did. I recorded that with you guys. I you did. You did. Did I? You did. You were there. I don't even remember who records yeah. with us tonight. I know, right? <laughs> I thought Melanie was recording this whole time. Yeah. Where, where, where'd she go? <laughs> if we were doing a bedazzled episode, she would definitely be here. 
Yeah. Wait. Yeah. We're going to bedazzle I'm sorry, our wait, episodes? Bedazzled as in... Brendan Fraser and Elizabeth Hurley. Really? We love the, that movie. The, the remake of Bedazzled? Oh, that's one of our guilty pleasures. <laughs> oh, really? I do like that movie. The most sensitive man in the world. <laughs> and then I just stopped and wept. <laughs> but... <laughs> so... Focus. Yeah, I'm working on it. But you started it. I don't even know who I was recording Let's with Let's not point fingers. Let's just get back on track. I didn't point my finger. I threw my hand aggressively <laughs> in the air in his general direction. But Burt Ward it was really... was a It was so weird. <laughs> so strange. You know, it's iconic having Burt Ward and Adam West climbing up the building yep. and, you know, all the quips. And basically, he was just there for Batman's exposition and, and to help do all the science talk with. Yeah. Now, moving forward, we had Chris O'Donnell, which we mm-hmm. did mention yep. as, uh, as Robin is still... I, I, they even make fun of it. They're like, how about Dick Grayson college students? Like, yeah. why are you lit? That's even creepier. I think that's even weirder than Batman adopting well, I'm sorry, a, a 19-year-old getting adopted. Billionaire adopts 19-year-old orphan. <laughs> that's weirder for me. Yeah, yeah. That That doesn't, like, even Alfred was probably sitting there going, um, Bruce. I, I just have to say yes, master, to him. <laughs> What, Ronnie, what did you think of uh, of Chris O'Donnell as Robin, though? Slash, I would even argue as Nightwing, he kind of is more Nightwing. Yeah, that that was my thought. Like, uh, he he's more of a Nightwing just because of age wise. They should have done that, but then I guess you can't have it called Batman and Robin. Um, but it, again, it, to me, it was just the age thing. I think they sh- they should have and could have went. With someone younger, I'm not saying he had to be a nine-year-old or a thirteen-year-old, but somebody that is At still least looked a, younger. It looked younger and is actually like known as an orphan because once you're eighteen, <laughs> Chris, you're an adult. You're not an orphan Chris anymore. O'Donnell. I wonder how how old was he when they? Oh, he's got. He was. Cast. He had to have been like twenty-five, twenty-six, yeah. Yeah. and that's that's lowballing. <laughs> yeah, like. If you have to shave before putting on the Robin suit, he got some <laughs> He didn't even shave. <laughs> I do. I will say, though, that the Robin suit in Batman Forever was real. Like, they were able to actually bring mm-hmm. that, that costume to the big screen and make yeah. it look semi-believable. Um, I really – like, and I love it. He's like, who's your tailor? And, he, and Alfred's like, yo, yeah. me. But Alfred – I love – and Alfred was the one really, like, you know – Chris you know, O'Donnell was 27 in that ah, <laughs> But uh, what does Alfred say? He said he has a line in it about Robin because, like, Bruce calls him out. He's like, "You're encouraging him," and he says, "Young man with like a mind for vengeance yeah. needs they need guidance." Basically, that's major paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. And then he calls out Bruce. He's like, "You above everybody else should know." Yeah. But um, I, I it's cheesy. It's corny. It's super dated. Mm-hmm. And I, I like still... the rubber lips he has. <laughs> Even worse. Wax wax lips. The wax it, lips, you, yeah. He does say rubber though. Oh, in, in Ronnie's defense, he does say he does yeah. say the rubber lips. But I love how he's still this close to poison ivy. She just had and to he's go. like, yeah, she just had to kiss him again. <laughs> he's like, let me take. It's like taking off your bulletproof vest and be like, you shot me, but it didn't work. He was good enough. He was fine. serviceable. He yeah. was a B plus Robin. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked to see him as Nightwing, but unfortunately, he yeah. it was a victim of the scripts, especially for the second one. Yeah. Now, I know this wasn't on the list, but I'm going to bring it up mm. just because another very famous um, Robin was Lauren Lester, from, uh, who played the, Dick animated, Grace, series. the yeah. animated series. The animated ver- series was very strange in how involved Robin was. It wasn't until the last 15 episodes that they started calling it The Adventures of Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until... 
they revamped the series and called it the new Batman Adventures that they introduced not only Nightwing, but also Tim Drake, Tim Drake, who they kind of amalgamated Tim Drake and Jason Todd into one character. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Robin. Again, though, he was way too old to be Robin. Yeah. Why is he still living with that? For- well, actually, scratch. If I was living with a billionaire, like, I wouldn't want to move yeah, out either. Right? Yeah. Especially pretend, if you have a butler. I would pretend to be 13, too. <laughs> yep. Just, I'm, I'm playing with my Legos, Bruce. Happy 13th birthday. Speaking again of Legos. To me. Yep. Speaking of Legos, I thought you'd like that segue. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, as. Um, but just one quick thing on uh, oh, yeah. Lauren Lester uh. and all that. Because I know I, I segued and now I'm backtracking. Sorry. <laughs> Got so excited. But um, there is an episode of the new Batman Adventures where Nightwing is telling Tim Drake the story of why he stopped being Robin. It is a fantastic episode. And it does end with Robin punching Batman in the face. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's a good ending. Oh, yeah, it was great. But um, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah was such an unexpected joy. Yeah. They did such a great job with Batman and Robin. Wee. Yes. No secret camera. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Somebody talk. That's and, the only way my, we could get Michael Sarah as Robin. I, you cannot have him as live action. What so is the superhero r- rule on cookies? Unlimited. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Sarah. The Lego Batman movie is by far one of the best superhero movies of all time. Yes. yes. It is. It is it a love letter. Batman better than. Other Batman movies, yep. yeah. Easy, easy. <laughs> but then be fighting woods. <laughs> it is one of the best deep dives into not only Batman as a character, but also his relationship with the Bat family. Mm-hmm. These pants are so tight. Rip! Rip. <laughs> Come on, Batman, let's get to it. Please stop. <laughs> I can only look you in the eyes right now. <laughs> and they even they do uh, acknowledge the Nightwing uh, persona in it, which yep. I didn't like because they didn't just give him the Nightwing costume. Did they? What they yeah. do? They get, when he puts on the the costume at the end where he's like trying to be like Batman, yeah. it's called the Nightwing costume, but it doesn't look like the Nightwing costume. Like they could have had some fun with that. I wonder if they just legally couldn't get it. Maybe <laughs> it's Warner Brothers. They own all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. But that was Lego Batman movie is also a great example of of Let's what make fun of ourselves. Well, not even that. Like nowadays, we watch Space Jam, a new legacy crap, and um, <laughs> it they jam packed every. Like jammed it down your throat all the Warner Brothers references. Oh really? I didn't see it. Like yeah. the Iron this. Giant and King Kong fist bump at one point. So that that should tell you everything you need to know about this movie because that's what the, that's the new thing now. It's like my, look at my, our shared universe. My yeah. soul just hurt. Yeah. So to have the Lego Batman movie where it all makes sense and it's all funny and it's all in good in yeah. good yeah. fun, it's just just such a joy and michael sarah i would never think to say michael sarah yeah was one of the best robins yeah now going down the list uh talking about titans we have uh brenton thwaites and curran walters both portraying robin at one point there is for the first time ever two robins uh on screen at the same time and one of the coolest things about it was they actually they fight alongside each other and you get to see how yeah. vicious Jason Todd is right. and how unhinged he is compared to to uh, uh, Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're fighting uh, uh, police officers that are trying to stop them because they're, they're not in Gotham where, you know, Robin's like a celebrity in Gotham. Yeah. You know, they established very early on in Titans that they're like, we don't want Robin here because if Robin comes, then the crazy comes and the Batman comes and all that stuff. But Rob, you've been watching Titans. What are your thoughts on on Dick Grayson and Jason Todd in that show? Um, I actually have to say that I really, really, really like uh, what what is his name again? It is uh, 
Brenton, how do you say that? Brenton Thwaites, Brenton I believe. Thwaites. I really like him. I think he's a, a thoughtful Robin. Um, I think he's got some good, uh, like as an actor, he's good with dealing with a lot of the psychological issues that comes with being Robin. Um, the guy who's playing Jason Todd, if he's playing it that way, good job because I absolutely can't stand that character in that actor. Um, so, it, I mean, they're very distinct Robins from one another, which is neat. Uh, but Brenton Thwaites is, is I have to say, right now he is, for me, the definitive Robin. I, I can agree with that. And uh, Kern Walters, like I said, I don't want to give too much away. That, oh, is that Jason Todd? That's name? Jason Todd. Because okay. um, the rest of the characters don't like him either. Like the, no. even even to the point where Bruce Wayne is kind of like he's annoying. He's annoying. He's, he's arrogant. Impulsive. Yeah, and that that's part of his game. So when you get to the ramifications of like literally telling me where you are, the ramifications of what happens to him changes the entire show okay. and changes Jason. And there there's still there was things to redeem about him. At the point that we're at in Titan season three, he is completely beyond redemption. Mm. The thing that he did... So basically, Titan Season 3 released three episodes. Uh, Barbara Gordon, Red Hood... Because they, they always name them after characters, whatever character they're really focusing on. Oh, okay. So if you look at the episode titles for Titans, it's yeah. always like... I'm in the Dick Connor Grayson. episode, yeah. so all right, that makes so sense. So it was Barbara Gordon, Red Hood, Hank, and Dove. Because they keep changing around Hawk and Dove and Hank and mm-hmm. Dawn, like, so switching it around. The end of Season... Of Episode 3, Producer Melanie and I were... I, I think we like we were shocked at the end of season uh, the the third episode. Okay. Shocked by by Jason and what he does. I, I I will say there you know Titans does some things really really well. It does some things really really awfully too. And and we will discuss that when we discuss Titans. Um, but I will say that the use of uh, Brenton Thwaites and and you know Jason Todd that actor uh, are, are very they do a great job in that in the series and it's neat to see the character arcs of those characters. Now I know Ronnie's excited about this cause he, he does love the show. Jesse McCartney of all people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Robin slash Nightwing in young justice, in young justice. Jesse McCartney was a, like a, a, a little, he was the original Justin Bieber. Yeah. He was a very, a Justin ah, Bieber. That's how I know that name. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Roddy thoughts on, uh, we'll talk a little bit about Tim Drake, and yeah. they did just in the very end of season three of Young Justice. They did, they they had mentioned Jason Todd, but then they just showed so, that he was alive. Yeah, God, Jesse McCartney. Well, nothing. I don't know. I mean, what? You, it's not like you'd be like, oh, he was great, but he, he shouldn't mean, have been good in this show. No, he, I I find him super quotable. Yes, he very quotable, very likable character um, in Young Justice. Kind of the the leader. He was the leader of well, there was all a, of them. Semi co leader. It was of, an interesting dynamic you know. because he tried to be. Yes. And when he tried to be, they realized that he wasn't. No. And then it wasn't until he grew. It, he it was almost like one of those. He's better as a leader when he's not a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, like when when he's trying to be a leader, he's trying too hard. But when he's just like I'm one of you type of people, it's like. Now we will follow you because now you're not like this egotistical person, you know, that's trying to he run everything. He was also everything. the youngest, but also the most famous of the sidekicks yes. in Young Justice. He was 13 when the show starts, and he was it was Batman and Robin. Like the, he was the most yeah. well known of the sidekicks, so he immediately thought he was going to just be the leader of their mm-hmm. little team. But um, I really enjoy. 
he plays with words in the show. So it's like sometimes he's like, well, I'm not really overwhelmed, but I'm not underwhelmed. So I think I'm just whelmed. Yeah. So like they, they do all those words and phrases. And to the point where they took a phrase from Young Justice and put it in the Flash this season. Uh, totally Crash. Ah. Yep. Totally Crash. And Shway from Batman Shway. Begins. Yep. Uh, or not Batman Begins. Excuse me. Batman Beyonds. So, so I, Shway. I really, when they said Jesse McCartney, like we all were like, what? What? Yeah. The, the singer? But then again, it's just like, you just need a voice. And then just to, back then, again, he was like the original Justin Bieber. Uh, you know, nothing really happened musically like it did for Justin Bieber. But he faded. Until, yeah. You know. you know, but so it was like a big name to kind of attach to but the lo- show. Local boy, too, from what I'm reading here. He's born in Ardsley. Oh, yeah. 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 Very local. Uh Kissed Lizzie McGuire on Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. yeah, that was a big thing. <laughs> big thing at the time. Big love triangle. Wow, too, yeah. such life. an era that I'm not aware of. Yeah. Yeah. But back in our day. Back in our day. <laughs> when they brought him back for, for Young Justice, when it, it got revitalized and put yeah. on HBO, or DC Universe, now HBO Max, I'm really glad that he's still so actively involved. Yes. And then the last uh, interpretation we want to talk about is Scott Menville. Who I, played... I have some after that. Though. Oh, the last one I brought up on my <laughs> list uh, is Scott Menville, who plays him on Teen Titans. And Teen Titans was such a wonderful show where they don't care about secret identities and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like literally the character – like Robin is Robin. Dick Grayson – they don't even mention Dick Grayson to the point no. where there's always fan theory about which Robin he actually was. Um, they do a great job diving into the psychology of Robin in yeah. that show. Uh, when they introduce the character Red X and with Slade, like they do just fantastic. And yeah. his voice is iconic as as the character to the point where if I hear Scott Menville, I'm like, oh, it's Robin. Like I know mm-hmm. that voice. Mm-hmm. But uh, any thoughts on uh, Titans and, or Teen Titans and not Teen Titans Go? Because I hate it. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. I, yeah, as, as long as we stick to Teen Titans, yeah, I was not Teen say, Titans Scott Go. Menville, he did all those things, didn't he? Yes, he did Teen and Titans he, Go as well. And I would also and add that he did, voiced uh, Robin in Lego Dimensions. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I, for those of you who aren't familiar with Lego Dimensions, that was uh, the uh, – it was short-lived where – um, you bought Lego characters mm-hmm. and you could put them on a pad and they appeared on your video uh, in your like, video uh, game. Skylanders. Yes, yeah, exactly yeah. like Skylanders. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any other, Rob, you have more Robins? Yes, I do. Um, are we familiar with uh, the cartoon Batman Under the Red Hood? Yes. yes. Yes, we have two Robins in there. Producer Melanie and I just watched that. Uh, Jensen Ackles. Plays uh, Jason yeah. Todd yes. slash the Red Hood. And NPH. This was right before How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Ah. Right before he was the superstar that he was. Like yeah. It was right after Harold and Kumar where he was kind of starting his He's little starting upswing. Little up- and, yeah. And then Dr. Horrible and everything. And Yeah, NPH, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, who played uh, Dick Grayson Nightwing in the 2010 animated film Batman Under the Red Hood. That is a fantastic movie. Yes. Um, uh, J- Jensen Ackles does a great job. Where He does a great monologue about... We're kill- huge Jensen Ackles fans about here. Killing- oh, yeah. 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 About All killing the uh, the Joker. He does a great monologue about yes. how every person that... The- and they, they bring this up in Titans, because obviously the Joker is the one who kills Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. and um, With a crowbar. With a crowbar. It's- and then blows him up. They do show it in Titans, and we were okay. we were very surprised with how accurately they showed it. Mm-hmm. And um, it is implied that that's how Jason Todd or Robin dies in the the Snyderverse too. Mm-hmm. But um, 
he does a Jensen Ackles does a great job and we're, like Rob said we are very big Jensen Ackles yeah. fans so to have him not only play and he, he even cosplayed as uh, the Red Hood oh that's awesome yeah. I'll, I'll show you pictures after it's now really he's Batman. cool yeah now he's Batman in the long Halloween I would also like to throw in there good old Casey Kasem who voiced Robin <laughs> in the Super yes. Friends animated series yep. deep cut the only yes. sidekick on the show yes yeah. I'm Casey Kasem and you're watching Super Friends uh, and then finally, I would like to ask what your gen- you gentlemen, what you feel about this. How do you feel about Joseph Gordon-Levitt? I hated it. I I vehemently hated it. <laughs> now, what I'm Robin. referring to he was is never Robin. Joseph Gordon-Levitt in The Dark Knight Rises. There are theories and thoughts that he was Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, that well. It says late in the film, viewers learn that the character's real name is Robin. Yeah. Um, and there's hints that he was sort of the Robin to that Batman. And, and it's sort you know, it's non canonical, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, how do we feel about that? If they would have actually made him Robin, mm-hmm. I would be okay with it. Because I do, I do like Joseph Gordon Levitt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if they would have actually made him. Okay, scratch that. Not Robin, but. Nightwing, just because of age-wise in the movie, right. he he would have to be Nightwing. Um, but I, I don't I don't think he was supposed to be Robin. I think they I think they did that on purpose. They named him Robin just to get at people. Mm. Get at, yeah, like get at, you know, like, like 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 to get at people, like get on their nerves and stuff like that. Oh, you know? okay, yeah. all right, Paul. I hated it. I hated it. As as somebody who is a very big Robin fan and the idea of Robin and the concept of Robin and grew up watching Batman the Animated Series and Batman right. Forever mm-hmm. and all that, they want. So I get their concept. They amalgamated a lot of different Robins into one, and that's why they called him Robin, not Dick Grayson, not mm-hmm. Jason Todd. You know, even his name, uh, John Blake, Tim Drake. Right. Like he um, figures out who Batman is. He's got, but a. He gotta he's gonna die really quick once he takes over as quote unquote Batman. Mm-hmm. He's got no like he couldn't handle three thugs. Yeah. And even better, I love when he's defending himself and he uses his gun to to ricochet a bullet and kill somebody. And then he's like he's looking at his gun, he's like, No, guns are bad. And then he picks up a shotgun when he goes into the I, the I, I would like to preface this by saying that uh, I feel that Dark Knight Rises is profoundly stupid. Yeah, mm-hmm. if I think it would have been better for me anyway if if they had called him Richard Grayson. Yeah, if, yeah. Like when he and he also gives her a piece of paper with his name instead of just being like, "Oh, it's it's Robin." Yeah. Um, I hate that movie. I, dramatic effect. That that movie it has some merit and I and there are scenes in it that I like. There are parts of it that I really like. Um, I think it's it's Christian Bale's better Batman performance because mm-hmm. I I hate to say he was really outshined in uh the dark knight oh clearly oh, yeah but um people don't remember christian bale for being batman in that no but um i i definitely i dislike not only that concept but i just dis- i thought it was a dis like they wanted it to be a wink and a nod like hey you know like it's robin yeah. it was a terrible movie yeah. <laughs> I, I think they could have done way better yeah if they if they wanted to make him uh a robin they could have they could have used if they literally if they just said Oh, Richard Grayson, we have you right here. Yeah. I would have been like, okay, like I get it. It's an Elseworlds story. It's not, mm-hmm. but it just. Bane it, is feeling both warm and fuzzy. Mm. 
Uh, and then I would be remiss if I did not discuss the original individual who played uh, Robin in 1943 film serial. That would be Douglas Croft, uh, who was the original Robin before anyone was Robin. And that's all the Robins I have to add. I think that that's that, that covers there, there all are, our Robins. There are a ton more. Like yeah. you know, they 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 do a lot of great what if stories and uh, Bruce Wayne as Bruce Wayne as Robin. Robin right. uh, they do address Dick Grayson in uh, The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Um, they bring him up in uh, Batman Beyond. So, like, Robin, he, unfortunately, like, he is an essential part of the Batman mythos, but at the same time, he's somebody who's become his own character, and I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's safe to say that all of us are kind of on this. It's weird for all of us to be on the same page where yeah. we're, we all really Especially enjoy. DC. Well, I, I think when I understand DC. that if you have a character who's around for 80 years, that they need to have some sort of uh, character arc, some sort of progression, and to just maintain themselves as that sort of sidekick doesn't make sense. But to become Nightwing, that makes yeah. sense. And then to have multiple Robins over time, you know, and I it, think that's a, a clever idea. To have a child sidekick, you need to have them eventually grow up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even though they are basically a child who's living in a grown-up world a very grown-up world in some cases um seeing those characters grow up and take over the mantles like even the mcu is leaning that way right now with all Mm -hmm. these new younger heroes that they're trying to introduce Mm -hmm. so it's i will say that's one of the things that i really enjoyed over the past couple days studying robin was the idea that robin doesn't you know, that he grows as a character and that he develops in the sense that he doesn't want to always be in Batman's shadow. He wants to be his own. Yeah. And I like the fact that DC does, you know, sort of lean towards the idea that characters grow in real time mm-hmm. also, you know, and, the, and he's not always going to be a 13-year-old child that he's going yeah. to want to have his own, you know, aspirations for life. And I think that's kind of neat. I, I like that in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. I, and I've always said that I feel that the DC comics are far superior to the Marvel comics. Yes. So I think that's going to wrap us up on Robin. Right. Star City writing on Robin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Which we one? A two, a six, a 12, 13. <laughs> I, I was tempted to, to rate our favorite Robins, but I, I feel like each Robin just brings something so unique. Yeah, I think so. That you um, can't. That they're, they're yeah. all different, and yeah. it's it's not fair to rank them as Robins because a lot of them also were just as good, if not better, outside of being Robin. Chris O'Connell's the last one on the list. Who was? <laughs> Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. But uh, so Fan Feedback Friday. Uh, who's a character that you would like us to do an episode on? So we had a couple... Uh, Rob needs to stop playing on Facebook. We learned, um, you know, especially with the, with what ifs and all that stuff. It's it's fun to kind of imagine some of these characters that that could. Um, obviously, when we do character studies, we we want we prefer a character that has a lot of backstory to them and a lot of different interpretations. So that yeah. way we can. F- yeah. I mean, this is an hour and a half episode just on the on the Ooh. idea of Robin. Yeah. So um, we have Wolverine. All right. Uh, Jarvis slash Alfred comparison. I'm telling you that needs to happen. Well, I would not be. I would not object to a, like uh, the the mentor figure episode, yeah. like an episode okay. based on like all these mentor mm-hmm. figures. As long you as know. it ends in a musical interlude, I'll do my best. But yeah. like uh, like a Lucius Fox, you know, oh, Alfred, yeah. you know, DC does that a lot more than yeah. Marvel. Um, it's weird because DC does more hero teams. Marvel mm-hmm. tended to do way more so like spider-man yes. did not have a supporting cast no. yeah there was no sidekick Ned. to spider-man yeah, yeah now there's a guy in the chair uh taser face green, taser face yeah green lantern i i think plural green, oh, green lanterns green lanterns as long as it's core. not his corpse i said it i said it right thank you very much uh korg 
Ronnie Castrovinci. Um, oh, I would love to do a Ronnie show. Right? Ronnie Castrovinci yeah. and then producer Melanie. Maybe if she came on the show. She's been on before. She's sitting right there. I know. She was, I keep oh, trying yeah. to get her. Uh, Martha. Mar- Why would you say that name? Because it, it's on the list. Oh. <laughs> but uh, we had some good ones. I'm sure usually, unfortunately, we do fan feedback Friday and then record on Friday. And then like on Sunday, I'm like, oh, I got more. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think... Uh, I think a secondary characters episode would actually be a lot of fun, yeah. like yeah. looking at those kind of uh, auxiliary characters that are always mm-hmm. in the background and always just kind of we want the best for you type characters. Mm-hmm. Aunt May would be another one, like oh, you know, yeah. the, you know, well, stuff like that. I got and Uncle Ben. Episode. Uncle yeah, Ben. Yeah. I got a good episode. You got okay, a good, go what, for it. What is it? I'm gonna leave listeners in surprise. We'll oh. talk off air. No, can't oh, wait. oh sh- but uh, <laughs> speaking of talking off air, Ronnie, if people wanted to, to interact to with talk us off, off air, off air. If, uh, let me finish. God, I'm going to edit you guys out. We were trying to help you out. If people want to interact with us when we're not on the air, how would they do that? Well, they can't interact with us while we're on the air. So Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um, but no, you can definitely reach out to us on Facebook. Just look up the Multiverse Fancast or even the Misfit Faction. You can also find us on Instagram, the Misfit Faction. Find us on Twitter, the Misfit Faction Media Network. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel as well as our website, themisfitfaction.com, where you can get all of links to all of our episodes. Also, as well as reading Rob's articles, check out some photos that we've taken throughout the years and everything. Um Again, that's themisfitfaction.com. Well done. Yes. Thanks. Also, keep an eye out on our social media because I will actually be posting about our giveaway this week. Unfortunately, um, I, I had to do midnights this past week, so posting has been something of a challenge. Yeah, yeah. For those of us who are involved in the educational system, this is the time when we are heading back to work. <laughs> terrible but uh we want to thank you guys for listening and thank you guys for liking commenting subscribing sharing every little bit helps and as always we're very uh grateful and very appreciative of that if you guys have an idea for a character study you'd like to hear us uh make sure you reach out because uh i think our our typical standard has been movie tv show character study and topic yes that's kind of in our our, usually whenever we plan our episodes it's kind of what it is it's also rob texting us on monday going (laughs) i'm freaking out (laughs) i like to know ahead of time yeah i mean wikipedia you can just read a little bit you know (laughs) go on we're doing a superboy episode next (laughs) no we're not no we're not no when we get to titans we'll talk about superboy but uh i think that's gonna wrap us up for tonight as always i'm paul i'm ronnie and i'm rob and we'll be back in a flash see ya can you clean up your mess now